0: Welcome to Back to the Futures, the official podcast of the Futures League, presented by ChangeUp. I'm Owen Shadrick. Thanks to everyone for tuning in. It is officially Season 5 of Back to the Futures. Crazy that the, we are starting our fifth season here of this podcast. It's been an honor to be with you guys all the way. Let's recap a great opening weekend in the Futures League. And we got to start with the only team that remains undefeated here as of Tuesday, May 31st at 9:35 a.m. Westfield, the Westfield Starfires are 5 and 0. They it doesn't look like they can be stopped right now, but right behind them are the Brockton Rocks at 3 and 1. Manny Ramirez Jr. is tearing the cover off the ball. Worcester also 3 and 1 tied with Brockton for second place, then followed by Vermont and the Bees at 2 and 3 and the Silver Knights, Norwich and Pittsfield all at 1 and 3 or 1 and 4. It's been a great weekend. Memorial Day weekend never seems to disappoint in the Futures League. We have so much great baseball coming up for you. It was an honor for me to be at Dodd Stadium for their home opener last night. The Bees took down the Sea Unicorns 5-2. Great to talk with Brian Hart after the game, after his great performance. Folks, it's the best time of year. It's summer. It's baseball season. We love it here in the Futures League. On this episode, we have Devin Belinsky, manager of the Norwich Sea Unicorns. He's been doing great things, not only in Norwich, but also for Yale and previously with UConn Baseball. A Woodbridge, Connecticut native, he's a big, he has takes big pride in Connecticut baseball and baseball in the Northeast. And, you know, it's great to see him developing the game day by day. I'm going to get you to that interview with Devin right now. So without further ado, here is Devin Balinski. We are honored to be joined by our first guest of season five here at Back to the Futures. He is returning for his second year as the manager of the Norwich Sea Unicorns. It's Devin Bolinski. Devin, thanks for coming on the show. How are you doing today?
1: Hey, Owen. Absolutely. I'm, you know, thank you for having me. I'm doing great. It's a beautiful day for some baseball, and you know, just uh, early in the season, getting things rolling.
0: Yeah, certainly getting things rolling. And I was there last night in Norwich for the home opener. Great to see the Dodd Stadium crowd back in action. You guys are one to three to start the early 2022 season. What have you seen from the guys so far?
1: You know, we've seen some resiliency early off out of our group, you know, a lot of, you know, back and forth, you know, going down, going up, going down, you know, some things didn't go our way. But, you know, just seeing those guys out there and being resilient, you know, every each and every single day when they're out there, you know, it shows it shows a lot especially, you know, from our arms, our arms have done a good job, you know, going down, you know, not having good outing and then, you know, coming right back the next inning to, you know, shut the door, put up some zeros and our offense as well just coming out you know making some some big plays in the field and then with the bat swinging it um coming back from something down a little bit it's always hard to do in the summer league but you know they've been doing a really good job with that
0: yeah and from your perspective this season must feel like cloud nine compared to the craziness of last year you know we kind of know the details but take us through and show the fans what was the hiring process like for you
1: so last year was about you know i don't know the exact day but it was very, very quickly before the season started. Eric Campbell, the former manager, um, signed a A contract with the Seattle Mariners about 10, 15 days before the season. And then I got a call about it and, you know, things went from there. So that was a really big process. And, you know, we, we didn't know if we were playing at that point before the season. So I, we got a roster with, you know, not a lot of guys on, I think I, we had 18 when I got it. And now this year we have 38. So it is like cloud nine just having, you know, guys to perform and show up every single day is, um, you know, it's it's outstanding compared to, you know, what we had to do last year. We had a great group of guys last year that competed their ass off every single day. But these guys were, uh, you know, we just have more good bodies to help. Right? Yeah.
0: And with those bodies, that leads to my next question, which is how do you manage that, you know, with getting a roster of guys of, you know, 18 who are kind of in the same position of you where they signed very, very. You know, recently before the season started?
1: You know, I think it was our first, like a lot of our first time doing that. A lot of guys' first time is in the league. My first time, you know, being a manager or or a head coach in, in that aspect. So just, you know, coming out there, showing that, you know, a player won't know how much you care until, or they won't care how much you know until they show you how much you care. And, um, you know, I just tried to be out there every single day for them, giving them my best attitude, my best concentration, and uh, just showing them that I want to be there and showing up every day for them is what made a big difference, I think, In from where our season could have went. It could have, I think, went worse than it did, but, you know, we didn't have a great record, but I think overall, we guys came out, they competed and did what they needed to do every day.
0: Yeah, you know, with all the circumstances being, because everybody was kind of right in the fold at the end of last season, so it was it was good to see that you know the resiliency did indeed uh fare pretty well, decently ish, for you down there in Norwich, and so yeah. kind of overall assessment, first se- first futures league season, how did you feel in you know coming out of August of twenty
1: twenty one? Um yeah, we obviously our record didn't show um, what we wanted to, but. You know, it was good. It was good to, the experience was awesome. And I knew that if I was, when I was coming back, that I would know exactly how to go about it, how to, you know, manage it a little better. And, you know, you learn from your mistakes and you learn from your successes. And I think I had, you know, a good amount of both um, in that aspect.
0: Yeah. And the craziness continued when a new GM arrived, well, not arrived in Norwich, was promoted in Norwich, Lee Walter Jr., the new general manager down there. What are your thoughts on his transition to the role so far?
1: No, Lee's been doing an absolutely amazing job, just, you know, accommodating to whatever I need, need, accommodating to the needs of the players and the needs of, you know, the Futures League. And I think we have a, you know, great stadium that, you know, he takes care of. He, he does a good job by all of his employees, including me, myself, my two assistant coaches. And, you know, I think he's just absolutely done whatever we need for the program. And he's he's done an outstanding, awesome job.
0: Yeah, I was there. Obviously, t- mentioned it was there uh, last night. We we're recording this on Tuesday. This was Monday night, and it's pretty rare. I I would say it's pretty rare, but I think I've seen it before. A GM doing grounds grounds crew stuff. That that's, it's not. You yeah. don't always see that. You don't see that every day.
1: Yeah, and that just shows how much he he cares about. You know, making sure that the little things are done right. Being out there with the high attention of detail every single day. He he absolutely just goes out there and makes sure whatever needs to be done is going to get done. And if he's the guy that's got to do it. He's got to do it. No jobs too big for anyone in in Norwich. And, you know, he really, you know, it starts from the top down and he uh, shows a great job with that every day.
0: Absolutely. The field looked beautiful. The stadium looked awesome. Dodd stadium showed out for the home opener. What's it like playing in front of those fans who have such a passion for baseball in Norwich?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think we have the best fans um, in in the world. They they come out there every day who, you know they come out there and enjoy watching baseball games and you know cheering for our guys and you know you hear last year the returners from last year got really big applause um from the crowd and just i think that by the end of the year they're going to start seeing the faces that they're going to see every day and they're going to absolutely you know love being out there every day and i think that the guys enjoyed them and i think it's you know the best stadium in the in the in the world it's, it's fun it's magical out there we enjoy it. Our guys enjoy it. I enjoy it. And I know of that my assistant coaches enjoy being out there and are humbled by being out there.
0: Yeah. And you just mentioned you have guys have a couple of returners coming back, including Hunter Jaworski, who we talked to in season four of the podcast. Do you think he, A, should grow the hair back and B, will grow the hair back?
1: <laughs> the hair. Uh, I don't know if he, he should grow it back, but you know, I think he 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 definitely will grow it back. I think, um, especially in the long summer when you don't get have a lot of time to get haircuts, I think you see the guys start to get a little gritty and a little um, rugged out there. So I think Hunter might be one of those guys where he just comes out and by the end of the year, his hair will be have a little bit of flow to it.
0: Yeah, he'll he'll get it back. He'll get it back. But in all seriousness, thoughts on him as a player?
1: No, Hunter, he's awesome. I mean, he's he's taking a big leadership role from someone that came back last year and. You know, he's just, you know, he, he he's he's an orange guy. He he comes out there. He goes about his business the right way. The guys see that he's doing that and he's having success. So it really helps out getting those guys on the same page of, you know, putting in the extra work, doing the little attention to details and whatnot. So he's, uh, you know, a stand-up guy, stand-up player, and, you know, a way better person than he is a player, And not saying he's not a great, great player, but that's just showing how of a person he
0: is. Yeah, if you didn't explain that I would have thought that he's a horrible player to great <laughs> Anyways, every time a Sea Unicorn comes on the podcast, we got to ask this question, what are your thoughts on the nickname for your team?
1: Which which one?
0: The, the Sea uni- like the Sea Unicorns, being the oh, Sea Unicorns.
1: You know, it's something that it's, it's a league that, you know, we want the fans to be engaged with and something that engages from the youth It engages with everyone. It's kind of unique. If any attention brought to a program, either good or bad is, you know, good publicity. And I think that's something that, you know, I think we, we talk about there that, you know, brings attention getter. I think the, our players love it. You know, our players, families love it. And I think the fans start to love it after they see what we have at the, um, the venue that we have going on over in Dodd Stadium.
0: Yeah, Dodd Stadium, certainly a <clears throat> great place to watch baseball, play baseball. I went there plenty of times, when the Connecticut Tigers were, uh,
2: were the home team at that stadium, so it's good to see that baseball in Norwich has continued to thrive. Hold on, we'll get right back to Back to the Futures, but first, we want to share a message from our friends at 78 Sports. Do you have kids playing baseball or softball? We all know practice time is limited, especially here in New England, not to mention the cost of lessons and cage time can add up very quickly. Save yourself time and money by giving your kids what they need to work on their game at home. Our friends at 78 sports can help you put together the perfect at home training setup. Whether you want to start small with just a tee and a net or looking to set up a full cage with turf and a pitching machine, they have you covered. And I've used their stuff before I've seen their facilities, they definitely cover everything. The team at 78 sports design and install hundreds of at home and commercial sports training facilities. So let them help you find the perfect setup for your space visit the 78 Sports website at 78sports.com. That's S-E-V-E-N-T-Y, the number eight, sports.com. For a limited time only, by just mentioning Back to the Futures, you'll receive a 10% discount off your order. That's S-E-V-E-N-T-Y, number eight, sports.com. Now, back to your regularly scheduled programming.
0: We're going to transition here a little bit. To more of your background, you're an assist a volunteer assistant at Yale, which is it was your first year doing that this year. How was your first full year and spring with the Yale Bulldogs?
1: Being at Yale, you know, I keep saying a lot of places are the greatest places, and I'm just a super fortunate guy to you know be a part of something that's you know bigger than me. Um, Yale baseball was was an unreal experience. The, the you know the stat coaching staff over there and each and every single player are you know just an amazing top tier people in society, and then we also um. Just those guys who are being around them and learning from them has, you know, perpetuated myself in my career and who I want to be in my career by, you know, way ahead of where I ever thought I could be.
0: Yeah, and you talk about that prior to being at Yale. You were the director of player development and analytics for two years at UConn, helped them win the Big East regular season and tournament championships in 2021. What was it like being part of that run and their success?
1: Yeah, like I like I just said again. Um there you know that that place is also something that's super special in my heart I think they that is one of the best coaching staffs in the country if not the best and they they come out there every day with a great attitude um and you know they know they're going to get their guys right they they do a good job with every single aspect of a program it's a very buttoned up program um and I learn from you know I think top tier people and then top tier coaches um yeah UConn those guys and winning um, the Big East, obviously, they just won again in 2022. So it, that's um, something that they're just having a lot of success in their program. And hopefully I could, um, you know, I learned from their there what they did on the field, what they did off the field, and, you know, kind of how they went about their business every single day. And that's something that I want to kind of uphold every single day is what kind of those standards that UConn had. And, you know, that's kind of where my foundation of my coaching life was um, in stores, actually, yeah. Uh, just wrapped up going my master's there so you know stores has a big place in my heart in more than just you know baseball but you know the standards the attention to detail every single thing they do over there is um, a really good job and i i hope that i could um you know do something like that with my career
0: yeah certainly seems like it's headed that way congratulations on your master's by the way good thank good you stuff, good stuff and kind of a follow-up to that we've got plenty of guys littered around the league from Yale, from Yukon, from Connecticut baseball in general. What's your relationship like with them where you're coaching them at, you know, in the spring or in the past and then you get to play with the, or excuse me, coach them or against them in the Futures League?
1: Yeah, so I I have a, you know, a couple guys from Yukon on on my team. So look, that's really cool seeing um, one of the guys Jackson Frig now. I never had him when I was with UConn, but he, um, you know, I toured him around the campus at UConn when he committed, and I think he committed that day. So that was really cool um, that you know I was bringing him back, you know, into Norwich and into you know the life, my life and his life, and being reconnecting in that way. Baseball, people say, is always unifying, and I, I couldn't agree more with that. Um, and then a couple other our <laughs> Yale guys, um, you know, Jake Williams, Mick Kelly, Colin Shaw um you know they're all guys in the league that have are awesome you know players awesome kids um they're really great really great guys the yo guys are all standout class acts and you know i can't wait to go up against them i they're with the bees we haven't played them yet but um they're guys that we definitely want to you know see um i want to see them get out there as much as i can and playing against them is going to be a really good experience and seeing what they uh, they come to put show this summer
0: yeah, it's certainly interesting being, whether it's in the press box or, you know, in the dugout next to everybody, kind of seeing the relationships between opposing coaches and the players and how everybody's, it's always, everybody's always talking. There's always something to say for for everybody on the field. So that's awesome. Absolutely. And reading up on you before this, obviously I had to do my extensive research. I was very intrigued by the role you played at UConn. You developed their first analytic team for UConn baseball, created a team of interns, took on numerous projects. Was this your idea, kind of? How did this come to fruition, and what was the process of making this project a reality? Yeah, so that
1: that actually was, um, you know, my idea. It was kind of, uh, it just sparked. I actually met one of the um, professors in the parking lot, walking down to um, an actuarial pr- professor Stephen Camilli, from walking down the parking lot of, um, you know, going to Gamble Pavilion to go to my office, and it kind of we just kind of talked, we exchanged, you know cards um he actually commented on, on my briefcase it was really funny how he met he's just like oh i, I had a leather briefcase at the time he's like, "Oh, i like your love leather briefcase we just talked on the way down and you know we kind of set up a meeting time and things happened from there and the ball started to roll and then we actually got um you know these kids these um actuarial students credits for the time they put in for um the analytics at at UConn so that was a really cool experience and that started out of you know kind of nothing and it it, it's something big and something that Hunter Broadbent, um who took over my role as director of player development analytics and he's doing an unreal job with that group and those interns and you know continuing that internship of the actuarial students and you know UConn baseball analytics.
0: So what I guess as a follow-up what what would these interns like what would be their day-to-day i guess um responsibilities for you know being part of this um this team
1: so the big thing that we did uh my first year with them was you know we did scouting reports so we had in-depth scouting reports where it was you know a packet where we had each you know a page on each player each um, pitcher um each offensive player each um, pitcher and on what they had on the field like their times to the plate um you know just more in-depth statistics like sabermetrics and whatnot so that's kind of the big thing that these guys generally went over every day that was the big project that it did so you get a page where it's like you actually had a spray chart that we used it from an application of synergy we uh, downloaded that to that and then we like, plugged in all their stats um essentially had them on all the important stats that we want to look at for like a game day um and we had those available in the dugout, you know, it's a lot, there's a lot of statistics on each player and, you know, it's, you know, you learn from, you know, your success with them, you learn from, I think there's something we could have, you know, adjusted from those packets and those scouting reports, but I think they overall are very, you know, helpful and useful for, you know, if you're studying a team before the game um, and not really so much in the game. But there's also other things that, you know, just data entry where we want to, you know, just plug in their statistics for the false, each of their teammates, their team average, the other teammates, and kind of just showing that where they are, where they stand compared to their peers is kind of a thing that we were able to do and utilize that we weren't able to do before.
0: Yeah, and you hear it all over baseball, you know, stats, data, all this data analytics, the future of the game. So that's awesome that you implemented that at UConn and you know, and now it's, you know, a continued thing, even after you left. So that's awesome. Before we return to Back to the Futures, we want to share a message from our friends at Zorian Bat Company. Rob Zorian started the company, Zorian Bat Company, in 2003, literally out of the trunk of his car in Davie, Florida. Within two years, he was selling his wood bat line to Major League Baseball and continues to manufacture the highest grade wood bats for literally League all the way up to the Majors. Rob Zorian, founder and president of Zorian, says... I started the company in 2003 to service all baseball players in the United States and beyond, and after 19 years, our mission has not changed. We are very excited to have the opportunity to work with the Futures League and wish all of our players and coaches a healthy and successful season ahead. For more information about Zorian, visit their website, zorianbats.com. Zorian, America's baseball brand. Now, back to Back to the Futures. You also had quite the playing career as you played at Eastern Connecticut State and helped the team reach the 2016 NCAA regionals. What was it like being part of that squad?
1: Yeah, you know, I mean, you know, coming out, you know, I had, I had a successful career in high school and, you know, winning a championship your first year, in, you know, at Eastern Connecticut was an awesome experience. I mean, they had a great group of guys that, you know, we we didn't have even have a great great year that year. We, we just, you know, put our heads down, went to work and, you know, we got the job done. And my, you know, our kid, I'm not sure if you know, but they actually just went, are going to World Series next week, They're leaving on Wednesday, because they just won. And so I have a lot of, you know, close friends. Actually, one of my assistant coaches is actually playing. He's doing his uh, graduate year at Eastern and playing. And he um, just, um, you know, he's the captain. He's just going to World Series. So I'm super excited to get him for him. But I'm also excited to get him back once he, uh, you know, hopefully takes on the championship.
0: Yeah, that's awesome to see that you, you know, still have connections there even a few years out and from eastern to high school you played at amity regional high school and helped them win three consecutive state championships earning team mvp honors and you served as the captain your senior year are you a magnet for championships or something what's what's that all about
1: no i'm i'm definitely not the magnet but um our, i think just being around you know i think we have i've been like i said i keep saying it i've been super fortunate and and lucky to you know be a part of amazing people and i think the amazing people drive championships and you know i think that really what it is that i've been fortunate enough to be around some of the greatest people in the world greatest teammates greatest coaches and every single day you know i i I, i'm very 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 beyond thankful to have been a part of such you know amazing like i said people and um i think just championships drive off you know how hard you work what you put in and I have hard workers in my corner and, you know, every single guy, every single person that I'm around, you know, gets, you know, likes to get the job done.
0: Yeah. And you're a Woodbridge, Connecticut native assistant coach to Yale, assistant coach to UConn Amity high school, Eastern Connecticut. You're you're seems like you're Mr. Connecticut baseball. How much pride do you take in helping grow the game of baseball in Connecticut for, you know, whether it was at in the college level or in the summer league?
1: Yeah, I, I think, you know, gr- the game of baseball is it's going to be de- depending on, you know, that that's I think just baseball in general is you know, a little underrated. I think we have some very, 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 very talented talent out here. And, you know, we see, you know, a lot of states guys staying at UConn now, especially in Connecticut. Yeah, baseball can be played and not just south. So, keeping guys in Connecticut, keeping guys you know playing in the Northeast and playing for the Northeast is something that I think is you know really important. There's there's a lot of talent down south for sure, but I think that the talent up here is a little you know underestimated in a, in overall. And I think I've been saying that you know Massachusetts, Connecticut, um, Maine, all the Vermont, New Hampshire, all these guys have you know very very good talent in their corners, and I think keeping them in um, you know, the Northeast is, is um, to play baseball and to play college and to perpetuate your, their career is actually very advantageous for them for the most part.
0: Yeah, it's great to see the game of baseball continuing to thrive, not only in Connecticut, but in the rest of New England. And it is now time for our question of the day. It's presented by Zephyr, the official on-field hat of the Futures League Zephyr, high quality and innovative design since 1993. Devin, our question of the day. Are you a Ben and Jerry's fanatic because of the smells at Dodd stadium?
1: You know, I, I, I I hate that. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) I hate that. I love it. You know, Ben and Jerry's is, you know, top tier ice cream. It's, it's, it's crucial. It's crucial to have. And if you don't come out to Dodd stadium at least once this summer, then you didn't do summer, right?
0: Favorite flavor.
1: Oh, um, the the Good Night Show or the Night Show with the Jimmy Fallon. I think that's it. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't come home and take it. It's just when I get a scoop at the stadium. Yeah,
0: that that's da- The pints are dangerous. Yeah, they
1: are. <laughs> Too dangerous.
0: All right, one last question here before we sign off. How about a message to see Unicorn fans as we continue on here into the twenty twenty two summer.
1: Hey guys, I just, you know, I just really want you guys, uh, thank you for your support, for all of you that have supported. And if you haven't been out to Dodd Stadium, I think, you know, you'd be very impressed with the venue and what we have to offer out there. I think it's going to be a great summer. Come out on a nice, cool summer night and enjoy some baseball. There's nothing better to do like that than that in the summer.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a great summer in the Futures League. You don't want to miss it, especially at Dodd Stadium. Devin, thank you so much for joining me today on episode one of season five. Really appreciate your time. You got it, Owen. Thank you. You're welcome. And this has been episode one of season five of Back to the Futures, the official podcast of the Futures League. We have new episodes coming out every Monday. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and YouTube. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see everyone soon.